My name is Sean McCoy. I'm being held hostage in Chris McDowell's basement. No, 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 not that one. Not that one. <laughs> if you were in my basement, this would be a hell of a lot easier. Sean McCoy, I'm co-founder of that game, designer of Mothership. I'm glad to play. I'm glad to be here. Um, so hopefully you should be able to hear Sean now. And uh, Alan, if you could just give us a quick reminder who you are. I'm Alan Gerding, co-creator of Tuesday Night Games, part of the, what did you call us? It was awesome. Two Night Crew. Two Night Crew. Two Night Crew. Yeah, we did Two Rooms and a Boom. That's Not Lemonade. World Championship Russian Relent. A whole bunch of other games. Tuesday Night Podcast. All that jazz. Mothership. And a lot of other stuff coming down the pipeline on Kickstarter. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for Bastion Land. I'm a huge fanboy. (laughs) I thought we were all getting dressed up, but... Apparently, yeah, I, I, it's in my mind. I, I, I need to, if I can get the technology working the next time, I will bring a hat, uh, I assure you. Right. So um, we're running slightly behind, but I think we should try and get character creation done at least. And then we will see, see how we get on. Um, I'm not sure whether people can hear you too. Um, you certainly should be able to. Um, so let's do a um, let's move on to character creation and see what happens and see whether this works. Okay. That's so, great. Um, <laughs> I'm slightly underprepared for this because, as you can tell, I've spent a lot of my uh, energy today trying to get this technology to work. Uh, but for those unfamiliar, uh, Electric Bastion Land. Um, let me switch over to another view where we can actually see what I'm seeing. Um, Oh, nice. Two physical copies. And, um... Hell yeah! The, the, ge- the general idea is that you are both going to be £10,000 in debt to somebody. And, uh, you have got, you've got that debt, but the good news is you have a failed career. Um, which will give you some advantages, maybe some equipment, maybe something a little bit special. Um... So the normal way that we would do this is we would just roll up ability scores down the line and then your ability scores tell you what your failed career is. Um, but we're going to do a little bit of a twist. So, But to start with, if you can roll 3d6 for your strength, dex and charisma, that'll get us started. And I'm trusting you two to keep your own character sheets. There's no, there's no fancy virtual character sheets here. And then what you're also going to do, once you've got your strength, dexterity, and charisma, you're going to roll d6 for your HP. And you're going to roll d6 for how many pounds you start with in your pocket. One pound will get you a very poor sandwich. Six pounds will get you a very good sandwich. Ooh. I'm Three stats. The... middling. So strength... Dexterity and charisma, yes? Yeah. Yep. And then a 1d6 for how much coin I have, right? How yeah. wealthy I am? That's it. Ooh, five. Would yeah, you like to five. hear my stats? Together we can almost get a nice sandwich. Oof. So I'll tell you what, we'll do Sean first, because Sean's first on my uh, my feed here. And your heart, you can say it, it's well, fine. Yeah, it's true you know. for almost everybody. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm used to it. I'm only human. Um so, Sean, what's your yeah? What's your, what have your ability scores? What have you got? 
on a scale of 1 to 20, my strength is about a 13. Yeah. My dexterity is an 8, and my charisma is a 10. Yeah. I am very average. So you've got I've a got high score four. of 13. Oh, yeah, sorry, mm -hmm. go on. T tell me your HP and your pounds as well. My hit protection is 4, and I have 5 new pounds. Ah, okay. So, 13 is your highest ability score. Mm -hmm. And your lowest is, what, 8? Eight. 8. So, if you go to fail career number 40. Flipping. You actually oh. have a choice of 2. I do. Oh, um, man. Or, what is you can do... Is that one of the urchins? I'm just going off of memory. Yeah. So is the... one of them... Oh. An urchin, I'm... No, no, I'm no, trying to remember. I was just trying to show off that I actually remember some of the numbers associated, but I probably am wrong. But anyways, go on. So sorry. Well, the the, the twist I was going to give you was uh, if you if you don't like either of these, you can roll a D100 instead and you can take whichever failed career your D100 gives you. No, I think one of these is actually one of my favorites is the uh, Expelled Lamplighter. Yeah, you really like all the ones that I didn't write, don't you? Yes, particularly um, the ones that Zachary wrote. <laughs> so we have an expelled lamplighter. So if you can work out what you get from there, we'll come back to you. Sure. And uh, Alan, uh, so who who are you, Alan? What are your ability scores? My strength is nine. My dexterity is nine. My charisma, the highest of the stats, is 11. Oh, wow. My hit points one health points oh and i rolled a five for my currency ah. um okay so again you you've got high score of 11 low score of nine is that right correct sir so that will give you fail career number 22 but if you don't like it you can re-roll it so let's find number 22 ah. on it the unrevolutionary so yeah, you can you can keep this one, or if you want, you can roll a D100 and get something random. Just for possibility, I'm gonna go ahead and roll yeah. D100, and I rolled a one. Oh wow! Oh wow! Well, we we all know what that is. Number one, looking it up, looking it up. So the people on the feed can see what number one is. Uh, oh, they can. You brought it up already. Yeah, so we've got the we've got the book just above us on the feed. So, the Gutterminder, you are the bottom of the yeah. barrel, Bastion's crust. Yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> and um, so, what? Let, let's go back to Sean for a second then. So, Sean, what did you mm -hmm. what did you get from your ability scores from your failed well, career? I sorry, a, I have a knife. A wick on a 10-foot pole, very, very important for a lamplighter. Yeah. A pair of felted slippers. Oh. Um, now, I broke a tenet of the Lanterner's Code, which was that the creatures of the dark are not my enemy. Um, I think that's what I did. So you broke the code, so you, ma you made an enemy of the creature of the dark. That's right. I made an enemy of the creature of the dark, which oh. granted me a two-handed axe. Oh. Um, that's ominous uh and the other tool of my trade i have and i love this i have a small fire spirit in a jar Ooh. little little fire spirit friend nice um and uh i'm gonna go with one of the names from the book i'm teddy teddy that's good that's easy for me to remember 
I'm also don't want to brag, but the youngest player in the whole group. Well, so, uh, we are. Yeah, so that is going to be important. So right, we'll who game. who do you owe? We'll, no, we'll do that now. So who is the debt holder? So who do you both owe ten thousand pounds to? Javbon, the prosthetist. I had a pretty bad accident, maybe with a two-handed axe, but Javbon sorted you out with some replacement that you could pay up. He'll be back for his limbs. I have replacement. Maybe we both do. Yeah, yeah. So this it generally affects both of you. So um, let me just find it on here. So. Um, We'll come back to that then. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're both going to have some sort of prosthetic. So I'll let you choose what that is. Uh, but Alan, who are you? Yes. I'm a gutter minder. And what I, did you get? Well, I get a stick hook, which is bulky, takes two hands, and um, rags. Also, I am a former high society member. Ah. So I was very wealthy at one point. Unfortunately, uh, the mob came after us, and I was the only survivor after this mob uprising. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I lost a finger, and that's why I owe some money to the prosthetist as well. Yeah. But what am I hiding under my rags? Only a wish tonic. And if you're unfamiliar <laughs> with the wish tonic, it gives me three measures of liqueur that each grant a wish. However, the wish only lasts as long as my buzz from the liquor which is d6 turns yes so yeah. yeah it's good to have three wishes at character creation i feel like that's uh that's always always a good thing to have yes <laughs> oh and for my name i'll do what sean did i'll use some of the one of the sample names and i'll be cork teddy and cork i love it teddy Woo! and cork let's do it so mm -hmm. i'm gonna change Change your names to Teddy and Cork. If this doesn't crash the entire stream, it will be a miracle. Don't know why I'm uh, putting myself through this. Um, we need to get you one of those choo-choo train whistles. <laughs> Man, I had one of those for years. Teddy and Cork. Uh, there you go. You can have some... Po your, your, your names are now poorly aligned at the bottom of the screen, but they, you are now Teddy and Cork. Um, let's, let's, let's align it. Let's this is this is the turning point now it's it's all been amateur hour up until this point mm -hmm. but from now mm -hmm. on alignment this is going to be the professional there is no alignment in this game dead or alive <laughs> the two alignments that's good <clears throat> so um let's jump over to the other view so um i'm not going to be um not going to be showing you guys maps or anything like that. We're going to be operating on the whole sort of theater of the mind type thing. Um, and I'm trusting you to roll your own dice, keep track of your own HP. Uh, the main thing you need to know is if you take damage, it's going to come off your HP first of all. If you land on exactly zero HP, you're going to get a scar, which could be, could be okay or it could be bad. Um, and if you get a... Um, If you get, if you go zero. if you go below zero, yeah, so that's going to be coming off your strength instead, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll deal with that as it happens. Uh, I'm just sorting out some issues with the the framing of your of you. Um, I mean, it, it it's not going to matter too much, is it? Here, let's 
no, let's let, we're, we're we're rolling with it. We're rolling with it. Uh, let's do it live. Yeah, we're doing it live. We we can see your faces, and that's the main thing. We can hear you, hopefully. So, as I said, you both share a ten thousand pound debt between you. Ooh. So it could be that you knew each other and you came into this debt together, or this is Bastion. So sometimes you just get a letter saying that you are sharing a debt with somebody you've never met before. And you, for whatever reason, your career prospects weren't good. You only had a failed career. So you decided to uh, take on the life, a riskier life of being a treasure hunter. Um, however, fortunately for you, not long after you received notice of this debt, you were given a lead on um, on a way that you could potentially pay it off. And that is, uh, you actually inherited, uh, you didn't inherit a building, but you inherited looting rights to a condemned property. Wow. So all that you know about it is that it's called uh, the Droner House. And it is in... Uh, new handoff is the borough that it's in and you've basically inherited like first dibs on all the stuff that's in this house before it gets demolished so you have three days is this a thing you can really have legally in bastion yeah yeah. yeah well okay. uh, somebody probably disputes it but you've got a letter with like a, a a header on it and everything it's like headed paper so it must be legit uh, it's from the new handoff borough council and yeah you've you you are for some reason you're next in line to have looting rights uh to, to this property so if you can get in there and sort of get enough stuff that's worth ten thousand pounds then you can pay off your debt and you can put all this horrible business behind you alan um let's go see javbon and use one of your wishes what are you suggesting here Getting rid of our debt and uh, getting him to sign paper that we owe him nothing and then leaving and completely ignoring everything that Chris has set up for us. <laughs> well, don't, don't forget what happens to your wish tonic when you use it. Yeah, that's true. You're, it uh, wears off. Yeah. So that debt may turn into a bounty if we're not careful. Exactly. But I like your thinking. You're thinking outside of the box. It's that kind of thinking that led me to my former high society life. So keep it up, but maybe, maybe there's something that's even greater of value than the amount that we owe at the Drona house. I mean, so I say we check it out. There's almost certainly more than 10,000 pounds worth of stuff in this house. Um, the only issue would be if there was something weird about the house or, you know, something happened like, but the chances of that happening are pretty slim, I would say. So I'm assuming that you would have decided to head over to the house to take a look at it let's head over to handoff do it team tc teddy and corky so do, do you guys know each other already or uh well, we first? do because the uh he we were connected through the debt and it just so happened that i had seen him in my slum streets trying to do his whatever chimney sweep things i don't know i i knew to the whole idea of this plebeian lifestyle but uh yeah yeah I, I recognize them i like how you speak with such a such authority while you're dressed in your rags and clutching your stick let me tell you this hat used to be all of the rage and it'll come <laughs> back around i just gotta once i get my debt paid off i can get 
new hat, this one all fixed up, it'll be fantastic. So you have approached, um, you've headed to New Handoff, the borough. Um, you decided not to bother with some of the things outside the house because there were some technical difficulties in you getting here and you're running about half an hour late. So mm -hmm. you, you thought, let's just go straight to the you house. Time for yeah, you thought, let's go yeah. to the house. I mean, it just makes sense. So um, the house that you see, <clears throat> it's a pretty sort of, you're, you're sort of stood at the bottom of this. Um, the, the borough itself is a relatively typical borough of Bastion. So there's there's some factories around and some residential buildings. And then there's a big blur in the middle where some of the buildings kind of mashed together. Um, but this house sort of stands on like a hill at the top of the borough. So it's, uh, it's, it's a very prominent kind of landmark. And it's surrounded by like sort of wrought iron fence, uh, get, like fencing around the outside and uh and most of the that fence is also uh covered in like a, a very well kept hedge um mm. and um what you can just about make out from what you can see of the house um there's no lights on as far as you can see but there is a lot of black smoke coming out of the chimney in this house wow hmm. and it's a very grand mm. house it's probably like a three three-story house um bordering on a mansion really it's it's like a, a big wealthy house um but yeah there's the, there's this wrought iron gate all around uh, sorry wrought iron fence all around the outside and a gate at the front teddy it looks like we might have squatters in uh, our looting rights cork i was thinking the same thing well i've got my uh dick hook here Let's uh, go take care of some business and make sure that they're not getting in on any of our looting rights. So you get to the gate and it's it's chained up. Uh, you were given a key to the house, um, sort of in the letter that you received, but you weren't given a key to the gates. So the, the, the gate's kind of chained up. So what are you going to do? Oh, man. How, how tall is this gate? Uh, it's about 10 feet tall. 10 feet tall man that's a lot and you i've probably, got a wooden leg yeah you could probably climb over it without too much trouble i would have thought uh hmm. cork do you want to give me a hand here and uh you know launch me to the top and then then i'll hoist you over yeah i've also have this long stick hook so you can uh use that maybe hook it at the top of the gate use that to support you as you're pulling on my wait, wait, wait. didn't you have a, a jug of wishes yeah, I'm not wasting them. I've got an entire life ahead of me. I you got to get over what I have and worry about what you have, sir. So let's. Uh, yeah, I'll help you up. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you kind of heft him over, and then are you sort of helping Cork over after you? Oh yeah. So yeah, you sort of reach down, heft him up. So you're both now on like the sort of the gravel driveway that's leading up to the house, um, and. Whereas before, like I say, the, the, there were no lights on in the house. You now notice there is um, there is a dim light coming from inside the house. What floor? Um, it's on the ground floor, actually, in the uh, what looks like the room immediate, uh, immediately next to the uh, the sort of the front door. So there's there's a very obvious main door of the house. Um, and actually, now that you're in, now that you're over the fence, you can see that there's quite some, some quite extensive grounds around the house. Um, so off to the right side of the house, as you look at it, um, you can see there's like a, a conservatory that's attached to the house. Um, and sort of beyond that, there's what looks like maybe a hedge maze. 
And then in terms of to the left, uh, there's a little pathway that leads around the house to the left, but you can't see where that goes to from here. Uh, or there is just the big main front door to the house. Well, we have first dibs to be here, right? There's no reason to skulk around in the yeah, darkness you... like common thieves. You're absolutely... Calm down, Teddy. I think we should at least take a preemptive look through the window best we can and see what we're dealing with. Hopefully it's just one person that's really weak that we have no problem getting them out of there. Mm -hmm. Killing them. Yep, with a knife. I didn't say that, but you know. So are you going to look through the window? Yes, but before I do, I want to make sure as we approach the window that there isn't any rusty accoutrements laying strewn across the yard. Because I remember when I had a gardener at my estate, the Cork estate, sometimes Simon would leave his gear all over the place and it would become a hazard. You can't trust those hired helps. So that's what I call them, hired helps. Uh, there's no um, there's no tools scattered around that you can see. Um, there are you sort of look over towards where the sort of the conservatory is, and you can see there is there are some things on the ground over there that look like they, they might be some gardening tools, but nothing around here by the front door. But nothing suspicious looking, so we can peer in that window closer to get a closer look. Yeah, so you get closer. The... You get closer okay. to the window, and like I say, there's a faint uh, faint light coming from within. Um, the, the window is actually kind of frosted up. Um, it's it's sort of it's like dusk time, duskish time. Oh, is, is Teddy Teddy? Are you putting your hands on the glass there? Uh oh. Well, yes. I mean, same. you do that, and it's it's almost like ice cold to the touch. Ooh. And it's a relatively Ooh. mild evening outside at the, uh, tonight. So, but there's the the glass itself to touch it. It's like uh, it's like touching ice essentially and it's uh it's sort of frosted over so you can't quite see much through the window cork use one of your wishes to make my hands not so cold you got it all right <laughs> uh so we can't now, this see is curious yeah, yeah it's cold to the touch frosted um, over you know what why don't we do a lap and make sure that maybe we can get in through the back door and get a little element of surprise what do you say teddy i'm always down to surprise so which way are you right. going are you going sort of right towards the conservatory and the hedge maze or left along the sort of the path that leads around the house definitely staying away from the hedge maze left to the path yeah yeah so you follow the path around the house it's like a nice little gravel footpath some nice flower beds along the outside um and as you sort of get about a quarter of the way around the house uh you see that there's sort of the grounds stretch out behind the back of the house and uh there's actually a lake on the property um and the path leads down to the lake um and there's a little island in the middle of the lake with a little lake house on it and um there is some light coming from there as well it looks like someone's got a light on in there potentially what's um, up with all these people here and in terms of a back door um you find there is there is a back door um it's, it's a much smaller door as you'd expect um but there's no sign of any lights or anything coming from from around there do you want to go to the lake house it is part of the property we do have rights to it and we have a piece of paper to say so but i don't want to get that piece of paper wet in the lake so only if we can get to that island well what 
Is there a boat around? Uh, so there is. Um, bu- 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 bu. Yeah, there's a little boat, a little sort of a uh, little sort of two-person rowing boat that sort of docked up on um, on the shore of the lake. And um, as you get closer, you actually it actually looks like somebody sat in the in the boat, facing away from you. You can just sort of see their outline from this distance. Oi, oi, Daddy! Daddy sh- no, what? What? Are you? We have getting dibs. their attention. That boat belongs. We do have to dibs. Us. You shout, yeah. you shout, oi, oi, and uh, that doesn't seem to get their attention. But Teddy, can you roll the d6 for me, please? Absolutely, I can. Five, five. So yeah, he's, it, 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 whoever is there, if indeed it is anybody, uh, they don't respond to your call. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? Maybe the person at the boat can sense your low class bloodline. So let me try. <clears throat> oi, oi. You're going to get closer? And a little bit louder, but not too close. Just like two steps in front of Teddy. Oi, oi! Give me, give me a d6 roll. Two. Two. Um, so th- you, you sort of see the figure lean down into the boat and lift something up. And they pick up what looks like a gun. And... As, you, as they stand up, you can see they, they look like a very sort of uh, a very sort of gaunt, spindly figure. And they've got this kind of like, almost like chainmail hanging down from them, like loose chains covering their entire body. And uh, it sort of, it turns towards you and it's too dark to make out any features. Uh, but it kind of, it kind of rigidly steps off the boat onto the land. And um, you see it sort of raising this gun towards you. What do you do? Cork, this looks like one of those um, river messengers of death you hear so much about in the stories. I don't think I've heard the same stories you have. And here's the thing. Uh, we got first dibs. That gun's ours. We should have yeah. him hand over that gun. He's out of the boat. Let's get the boat, too. Yeah, let's that's... Bum, let's bum rush him. You trying to get uh, to him? You, you go first. I'm right behind you. In fact, what I'd like to do is, Teddy... You go into the charge, and I'll put my hands behind your back to help give you some more speed, and kind of stay ducked behind you as we rush towards them. Let's do this together. So Teamwork. you're gonna you're gonna rush like together, like one behind the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the one is behind, the other is in front. Um, well, Teddy, you can give me dexterity roll to see if you can get close to him before he shoots you. Okay, now that is rolling a d20 and trying to roll under my yes, dex. equal or under your dexterity. Right. Okay. I rolled a natural 20. Beautiful, which is great for me. Um, just uh, get everything off on the right foot. So you sort of stumble slightly on the grass. Uh, it's like there's, there's, it's, there's a little bit of moisture on the grass and maybe it's a little bit slippy. And uh, while you're sort of getting into your, your formation together, um, the thing, you sort of hear a <laughs> and something flies out of this gun and uh, sort of flies towards you. And what would four damage do to you, Teddy? four damage would take me exactly to zero. Oh, right okay um so that will give you a scar let's see what that is and then i'll tell you how that's gonna make things interesting for you um so a scar means you're still up and you're still fighting um oh god right so your scar that you have is smashed mouth um so, so what happens is you're you're turning and you're talking to cork 
as this thing sort of flies at you. And um, you would later realize it's a harpoon. And it sort of, it sort of like goes through your mouth and just like smashes out some of your teeth. And your teeth sort of fly across this lawn and you just like mouth is covered in blood. Um, And yeah, so cork, you get a a nice bit of a blood spat on you as well. And uh, this thing is now reloading. You see it sort of reaching down, pulling out another one of these harpoons and loading it into the gun. What do you do? Teddy, you idiot. You've been shot. Stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. He hasn't seen our paper. (laughs) So you're now close enough if you wanted to like attack it, you could. Yeah, I want to take my uh, two-handed axe and take a real swing at this guy. I kind of want to bonk him on the head with the butt of the axe. Okay, so while you're d- b- before you roll, um, if you're going to both attack, then you sort of both roll together. So, Cork, are you going to join in the attack, or are you just going to leave Teddy to it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, uh, give me... Well, you can roll whatever your weapon's damage die is. Uh, if you can roll that together... Six! Three. Out of six. So we take the single highest result, but you both contribute in the fiction. So, uh, Teddy, perhaps your sort of your swing just sort of uh, gets deflected slightly, allowing uh, Cork to sort of come in with his stick hook. Um, so you said six damage, is that right? High and low. Correct. Um, interesting. Oh. You know, Chris said we had a choice of a spooky or a silly adventure, and we said silly, and I think we're in the spooky one. <laughs> so um, as you sort of put the hook into this thing, um, you see it, it does look like a, a man, like a quite a tall, skinny man, but you're sort of, your your hook goes into its side, and as you kind of rip it out where you'd expect sort of blood to come pouring out, just this kind of like orange dust just kind of comes out. And uh, you see it kind of like continue to, to sort of limp along. Um, it's clearly hurt, but it is still up and fighting. And now that it's close to you, it's just going to grab the one of the harpoons and try and sort of thrust it towards Cork uh, with both hands. So Cork, you will take uh, one point of damage. I'm at zero. Oh, you're on exactly zero. Yes. So that's another scar for you. Um so you need to roll a d6 four so four is your chest so you sort of just about managed to stop this harpoon uh just it sort of just barely goes into your chest enough to draw a little bit of blood and it just kind of scrapes up towards your throat and then you push it away um the good news is this battle scar is going to be so cool that you're going to feel a lot more confident so you can re-roll your maximum hp as a result On, on d6 six wow well done. so you now have six hp as a result of this awakening that you've had uh but you won't have it for now you're still on zero hp got it so you're both on zero this thing is looking pretty battered uh what do you do how close is the boat uh you, you're right next to the boat and it's looking battered yeah it, you could there's a good chance that you could take it down with another attack but it's not it's not a definite but it's there's a good chance i, I want to go for it i want to split this thing open yeah cool. i've got the bloodlust cool. or the bone lust you can as both, it is. both roll orange, orange dust lust yeah i got the orange dust lust. <laughs> eight Oof. eight five out of six Oof. so yeah between the two of you cork 
you sort of like in your battle rage uh, with your new scar, you kind of perhaps stun it long enough that Teddy's able to get his axe and just kind of split this thing down the center of its head. But rather than getting a kind of nice gory brain explosion, uh, like I say, it just kind of, it almost like crumbles to like embers, weirdly, like slightly glowing almost. And um, mm. and sort of yeah. as, as it crumbles, like the rest of its body kind of sort of collapses in on itself almost. Um, all that's left in in the sort of pile is a few little scraps of kind of rusty chain, and um, and a very rusty uh, harpoon gun, and and one harpoon left. Hmm. You want dibs on the harpoon gun, or should I like take it? Why don't you take it? Because I want to. Are, are these embers warm at all? So. Before you investigate that, I'll just let you know that the harpoon gun does D8 damage, but it is bulky. Oh, um, crap. I can't keep that and my stick hooked. No, you're fine. You can carry two bulky things, no problem. Oh, Because okay. it's assumed that you've got, like, one on your back and one in your hands. But that got means it. now if, if you carry three or more, then you're it's bad. So don't do that. Um, and also, the way that resting works in Electric Bastion Land is a rest... It's just long enough to like catch your breath. So now that you've had a little minute, you can restore your HP to its maximum. Um, and no, nobody lost any strength, did they? No. Just HP. No. Cool. So um, so you're back to back to full uh, full fitness. And yeah, the embers. Um, how how are you going to? Are you just going to put your hand nearby to them? Yeah, yeah. I, w I mean, are they they're glowing? Like I can visualize. Yeah, very like, faintly glowing, like like the last embers of a fire. I have this small fire spirit in a jar his yeah. name is book book and uh i don't know if he speaks at all um or if he communicates but i was gonna ask it yeah if it does speak uh if if he can tell me anything about um, the fire embers or this creature if this creature seems familiar to him at all or what have we gotten ourselves into here um i reckon you, you you would have a way to communicate with it it's up to you whether it speaks or whether you just have some kind of like little link to it um so you're just going to kind of put it next to it, put it, put it nearby to it and get it to kind of have mm -hmm. a look. Um, yeah, it, I think it's like a little... Yeah, so it does seem kind of, assuming that this fire spirit is like attracted to fire, it seems like it sort of almost wants to reach out of the jar and touch it. So it seems like it's drawn towards the fire. Um, hmm. Yeah, but um, but the, the embers have pretty much faded now. Ah. Okay. Okay, so what's the plan? You're going to proceed on the boat? boat? Yeah. So you're gonna get in yeah. the boat and head on over to the uh, to the lake house. Mm-hmm. A rolling chant will be dibs, 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 dibs. Which of you is feeling lucky? Uh, definitely, Cork is because so, of his newfound HP. Cork, you can roll a d6 while you're paddling over this river. Four. So it's it's a nice, pleasant row, row, rowboat journey. Um, like I said, the sun's basically gone down now. It's uh, it's it's well into the evening, and uh, as you get closer to the lake house, um, let's see. Um, you can see that there are a few like flower beds outside the garden, outside the the lake house, like a sort of little miniature garden. Um, and you see uh, what looks like kind of figures tending to the garden. Uh, there's yeah. three three figures. Figures um, that are typical average-sized humanoid? 
yeah, they, they look kind of like like people. Um, two of them look relatively. Two of them look like you would assume that they would be like um, maybe older children, like t teenage sort of height, or maybe like a short adult. Um, and one of them is um, sort of taller and kind of like standing back and sort of watching the two of them work. Tall and thin and gaunt and looks like it's got chainmail on. No, not like that at all. This kind of looks like he's he's wearing like just a long coat. It looks like maybe just like a man, or maybe like two children stacked. It could well be two children stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Teddy, they're tending to the garden in our estate. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not sure if they'll have a problem with us though. What do you think, Teddy? I don't know. The uh, boatman didn't seem to recognize our authority. Um, I think we should no. uh, maybe avoid them. Maybe just uh, go around back, see if we can climb in a window or something. Well, are they obstructing our way straight up? Because if we can go straight through and have them not be disturbed while they're working, that would be great too. So it is like an little, island, so I imagine yeah, it's hard a to path, navigate. There's a little path leading up to the uh, island, leading up to the lake, the lake house itself. Uh, but the, they're sort of they're not on the path, so you could just try walking past them if you wanted. Um, like I said, there's like a dim light coming from within the, the lake house. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, let's just stick to the path and, and, and keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. So and we're going to walk with the authority with which we have. Yeah. Yep. So you sort of, you dock, you dock up on the, um, the little jetty that's there. And uh, mm -hmm. you sort of stroll up to the house. Um, as you walk past these sort of, these sort of gardeners, um, you can hear them kind of, uh, they're, they're breathing very heavily, but they're not talking to each other. You just hear the, <sighs> as they're like, um, sort of presumably like pruning flowers or tending to the soil. And um, the, right? the, the one, the, the, the sort of taller figure that stood with his back to you, sort of looking at the two of them working, uh, you can hear a kind of a quiet mumbling coming from him. And he's just watching. Ugh. Hmm. Gardeners. <laughs> so you're going to carry on up to the lake house? Yeah. Yeah. So you stroll up to the lake house. Um, it's, like I say, there's a light coming from inside. Um, there's sort of a, a double set of wooden doors at the front. And you're just going to throw them open, are you? Yeah. With all the authority we have, right? In fact, let's do this TC style. I'll grab one on the left, you grab the one on the right, and we'll count down from three and just open that sucker up. And I'm assuming right. it's a push since it's a door to the outside. If you're going to assume it's a push and you're going to commit to the push. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so instead of this, I'm doing this. No, <laughs> give me a D6 roll to see if it's a push or a pull door. I mean, it's a door to the inside. It should be a push. It's two. Two. Um, so you commit hard to the push. And Ready? you sort of go <clears throat> into it and you realize it's a pull door. So I you, don't know who made this house. This is told, I told you this place is weird. Uh, you, can, yeah. you can open the... So this is the weirdest thing right here. Yeah. Forget the boatman. Forget the nighttime gardeners. Who the hell makes an entrance door that's a pull? All right. So you're then going to pull that. the door open. Um, and... Inside this lake house, it's a relatively small lake house, so it's basically just like one room. Oh, go on, you're gonna pull. 
Oh. It's so hard to synchronize <laughs> with this slight lag. So you just okay. about managed to synchronize it in, in the fiction. And, um, Got it. Tell you what, you can both give me a charisma save to see how good this entrance is. Uh, fail. Oh, just barely failed. Rolled a 12. So Charisma's 11. Yeah, you, you managed to synchronize it, but um, yeah, it, it may not go down very well. So what happens is, uh, as you open the doors, you can see this lake house. It's barely more than like a room, really. Um, a lake room, great. A lake room, yeah. Um, it's very nicely decorated. Uh, there's a big sort of long dining table in the center of the room, uh, covered with like a, a lacy, frilly tablecloth. Um, and there's uh, it's it's actually set for dinner, and there are some there's sort of maybe eight chairs and table settings around. Um, mm -hmm. One side of the um, once the, the center of the room is kind of lit by um, these kind of gas lamps, uh, which are sort of casting the light out. Um, but one corner of the room, uh, you can see um, there's a figure sort of sat in the shadows, and it looks like a woman from here. Um, and as you sort of stroll in, you hear her say, Oh, I really wasn't expecting company tonight. <laughs> yeah. American accent. Yeah, you asked me for my authentic South <laughs> That's Carolina. That's what that was. Got it. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Nice. I've seen nice. Streetcar Named Desire, you know. Um, sure. So, um, yeah, and you sort of so she says like yeah i was not expecting company tonight well i'm gonna lead with my entitlement here and pull out the old letter and say actually it's not company here for dinner it's the rightful proprietors of this place so if anything you're the guest uh what are we eating uh she sort of extends out a gloved hand uh, out of the shadows expectantly uh and may i uh I'm going to hold it, but there's no way that I'm going to allow you to touch this and tarnish it. Look with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. You two do not have the appropriate manner for talking to a lady. Now, Correct. do I have to call my boys in here to speak to the two of you and teach you some manners? How would you like to be addressed, madame? Lady is fine. Lady, uh, what are we having for dinner tonight? And she sort of rises up out of the, her chair. And um, you can see she's wearing like a sort of very fine uh, blue dress with a kind of nice kind of turquoise sort of pattern weaved through it. Um, and her face is covered by, um, a, it, it looks like a veil, uh, but it's, the, the, it's in place of sort of where you might have sort of a, a, um, I forget the name of what a veil would be made out of. What, whatever lace material, lace? yeah, like a lace veil. Instead of sort of you might where you might have like white lace, um, instead there's just sort of these rusty chains hanging down over her face, um, and she's wearing these sort of uh, like I say, she's wearing like a very fine dress, and she's got these uh, gloves that cover all of her arms as well. Um, and she's sort of expensive. It looks extremely expensive, and what's more, she's actually wearing a, a, a necklace. Uh, with quite a, uh, a quite a prominent necklace with a it looks like there's some some jewels in there so that that looks like that's probably the more the more precious item out of the two 
Um, Lady, so I love your fashion. The chains are an interesting choice, but the dress turquoise, it looks magnificent. Jewel's and good. This, yeah, and this table spread is looking really good too. Oh yeah, yeah, Teddy, you notice the jewels too. Yeah, nice jewels as well. So Cork, you can give me a charisma save to see if you can turn this around. See how she how feels about this. It's flattery. Are we like okay. ten out of eleven? Oh, yes. So she seems to be a little bit more appeased now. She's like, "Well, I'm glad that you finally decided to treat me with some dignity." Um, so if you'd return the favor, and she's sort of like, she doesn't go to take the letter, but she just kind of puts her hand behind it and tilts it so she can perhaps read it uh, a bit more, and she kind of leans forward. And you, you just sort of see the chains in the veil uh, are covering her eyes, but it's it, she, she's clearly reading it. Um, she says, hmm, there seems to be some kind of uh, misunderstanding. This, this, this property has been in my family for many generations. And my, my sisters and I are still very much the sole proprietors. Oh. Hmm. Oh, my. So if you would kindly return to whoever sent you this letter and uh perhaps suggest that they perhaps suggest that they update their records uh now teddy back me up on this i believe the record said that they're behind on back pay of mm -hmm. what was the amount again teddy Ten thousand pounds i thought it was 15. i thought it was That's 15. Right. Th you know what let's call it thirteen thousand, just even teddy i i'm trying to rely on you as a partner but I don't want to mislead them. It was 15,000. I know the dress is nice. This is a nice property. Very nice for allowing us in here and talking about this financial dispute. But the number is 15,000. I remember very well. So 15,000 pounds. And that's what you owe in back pay. Don't think this is going to go very well, guys. So she, um, she sort of walks around you, sort of ignoring you as you, as you prattle on. And uh, she kind of... Uh... Perfect timing! <laughs> Holy cow! God, she scared me. <laughs> she, um, she sort of leans towards the door and uh, shouts, uh, If I could have some assistance in here, please. Uh, I have some unwelcome visitors that I'd like, to, like you to remove. Um, oh, what are you hey. doing, lady? Hey! Whoa! Whoa! Hey! 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 And, what are you uh, talking here? She sort of she sort of goes to a cabinet, and she's she's rummaging around in this cabinet now. And uh, the sort of the large figure that you saw earlier, you see him kind of uh, open the door and sort of stoop stoop in, and he's wearing this big long sort of like I say a long sort of coat, uh, and you can now see his face, and uh, he's definitely a man, but his face is sort of all swollen and pale and almost blue um mm -hmm. yeah. and he's just mumbling and you see that he's got a, a pitchfork in one hand um so he takes a step in and then behind him two smaller figures like i say they're sort of like that they look like kind of maybe like about the height of like a like a teenage boy or something um and they sort of shuffle in behind him and one of them has got a big pair of uh, secateurs, like cutters. And uh, one of them has got a shovel. And uh, wow. they sort of, uh, they're just breathing heavily and they kind of stoop in behind him. Um, what do you do? Hey, what, what's going on here? You're shooting the messengers? We're just messengers here. We're in this just as much as you are. We mm -hmm. got to make some clever... 
yeah, what's going on here? Let's be civil. Um, let's. So you're just trying to sort of talk them down. Well, I'm talking to her. Yeah, maybe not them because I'm not sure how well they're able to articulate any form of language. But, so the, the, yeah, the, definitely so the, talking. So the tall guy like sort of holds his pitchfork in one hand and sort of points to the door with his other, and his mumbling gets slightly louder. He's like, <laughs> and sort of points to the door. I walk into the door. What are you going to do there, Teddy? I said, it is a nice door. We like that door as well. We thought it was a push, but it's a pull. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, quick question. A little non sequitur here, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Which one of you designed the door? I just want to know who designed the door now that Teddy brings up that very important point. Well, was this. You can, both, built by you can both roll dexterity to see if you're surprised by what happens. I am. Um... I rolled a natural one. Ooh. Ooh. Teddy? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Ah, so Teddy won't get a chance to act, but Cork, you can see that this is gonna turn hostile. And uh the the large man with the pitchfork is going for uh going for Cork and the two sort of smaller figures are gonna be going for Teddy. So Cork, you get a chance to react first. What do you do? Uh I'm saying, whoa, hey, gonna try to whip out the harpoon gun, shoot him. Shoot the big guy. Oh, yeah. Go for it. So that's yeah. D8 damage, I believe. Yeah. Rolling my D8. I'd love to lie to you, but I rolled a one. <laughs> so that's not going to be great. So uh, let me just keep my track here. Um, so yeah, the, your harpoon sort of blasts out and embeds itself in the, the very fine door behind uh, this figure, uh, but it sort of barely even grazes uh, this guy. So he is going to come for cork uh, with a two-handed pitchfork, and oh, he will <laughs> guess guess what I've rolled. Uh, one. No, it's a six. So that's going to be another scar for you i believe because oh. you now have six yes. hp don't you yes uh so six so the pitchfork very similar to where your battle scar was the pitchfork buries itself into your gut and uh, you have a punctured organ uh so just to let you know what that means a vital organ is in critical state if you take critical damage before seeing a specialist you die so what that means is Ordinarily, when you lose strength from an attack, if you fail that save, you're just dying and you're like, you're on the ground, but you can be rescued. But well, right now, I'm just... Well, right now, if you die, if you take critical damage, you are dead. Uh, okay. Let's let's even right say, now, let's say it's a lung. Atom. Yeah, you're still up an atom, but you feel sort of <gasps> something in your lung, like sort of as this yeah. pitchfork drives into you. But the good news is, if you manage to get this fixed, you will get some more HP. So this could just be another, <laughs> another great battle scar for you to have. Now, any damage will be critical damage to him, right? Uh, not necessarily, here. because if you take... Say he takes three damage, you would lose three mm -hmm. points of strength. But mm -hmm. then you get to make oh, a strength save. save. So if you make the save... It's 11? Or is it, no, it's nine. What's your, what's your strength, Cork? My strength is nine. Yeah, so oh, yeah, that's not, not amazing. So these, these two smaller figures, meanwhile, are sort of rushing towards... Uh, 
Teddy. And between them, uh, they will do five points of damage to you. All right. So that'll be that'll take me past zero, and I'll subtract one from my strength, right? Um, yes, how many HP? You, you had four yeah. HP. Yeah, so you had one remaining to come off your strength. So now you have to make a strength save against your new strength score. All right. I succeed. Oof. 10 out of 12. So you still take a nasty wound, but it's you're still up and fighting for now. I think the... The one with the sort of the big choppers, maybe, has uh, sort of narrowly avoided just slicing your hand clean off. You've managed to sort of pull away and uh, just bleeding all over the ground a little bit. So now it's the two of you. What do you do? I think we should uh, scatter. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'll just... They got, they got you in a pretty bad condition, bad state, I think. They're between yeah. us and the door, right? Uh not sort of directly you, you i reckon you could make a dash for it without any trouble yeah you could you could because they, they were trying to get you to leave so you could you could certainly run through the door they might pursue you but they, they wouldn't stop you going through the door to uh help distract them i'm willing to take my empty harpoon gun and say catch and throw it at the big man as i'm trying to zip out the door to try and distract them Cool. Mm -hmm. So you sort of you flee out into the into the uh, the, the outside of the the lakeside. Um, you're gonna try and just run straight to the uh, the boat, to the boat. And sort of paddle back to, to, the, to the mainland. So uh, yeah, you, you get back on, and as you're catching your breath, uh, you can give me a d6 roll to see how luck favors you on this journey. Five out of six. Five. So luckily, there's no disturbances in the lake. You're able to catch your breath as you're sort of rowing away. Uh, you see uh, the sort of the lady in the uh, the house. You see her kind of gloved hand waving goodbye to you, sort of an elegant wave. Um, and the the servants sort of get back to their their work in the garden. Um, so yeah, you, you sort of you manage to row yourself back to the back to the other side of the lake. And uh, you've sort of, you've caught your breath now so you can get any HP back that you've lost. And my strength stays reduced. Your strength stays reduced. To get that fixed, you would need to see a doctor. And in Bastion, there is free healthcare, but it's uh, slow and inconvenient. Or you could pay to get it fixed quickly, but you're not going to be getting that fixed tonight, I would say. Man, Bastion has a better healthcare system than we do. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so what's the plan? Okay, so we have a house. Uh, we'll deal with the lake room later, um, though I get the impression that dress and jewels could have set us up. Yeah, I'm starting to think that this letter isn't really carrying much weight around here, Teddy. People don't respect the law like they used to. No, no. And I was totally being... I was on her side. We could have worked something gentleman. out. Total gentleman. Thank you. Thank you, mm -hmm. Teddy. I appreciate that. Yeah. Man, I didn't know there'd be so much action. I'm going to have to tie my hat on in order for this to really get buckled down. Shall we see if there's similar action on the inside of this house or what? But you know, I think what people respect more than a letter these days. Yeah. An axe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Axe and, uh, question later. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Axe questions. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Got it. Let's go. That's the old saying let's do this so uh, let's go in through the back door back door so what you're literally gonna go and axe in the back door 
No, no, wait, wait. This is a three-story house. Are there any like uh, vines or um, like uh, wisteria? Up? Yeah, we want to. We want trellises. That is an excellent question. The uh, there was some sort of there was some sort of vines and stuff growing up the outside of the uh, the conservatory that you saw on the other side of the house. Uh, this back, this back sort of portion of the house is pretty. Uh, there's not really anything to climb up. That's immediately obvious. Um, but the uh, yeah, there's, there's the back door, and then if there's a bit of a vinery that you could perhaps climb up on the conservatory on the other side of the house. How does that sound, Cork? Going straight up to, to the it. second I... story. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Surprise. So you head on Man, over. I really wanted that necklace, though. Damn. You head on over to the, uh, the sort of conservatory type area, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, so you can see it's much like the other windows. Uh, it's sort of frosted over completely, so you can't really see in. There's no light or anything coming from inside as well, um, but you can see there's some kind of like plants inside it. So it looks kind of like a greenhouse as much as a conservatory. And there are some vines sort of twisting up the outside of this uh, this conservatory. So you could you could probably quite easily clamber up there and walk on the. It's a glass ceiling, mm -hmm. so I don't want to say that that would be amazing, but you could certainly try climbing up there and walking on the glass on the glass. Today I got a bad feeling about this. Should we just go in through the back door straight away, or you want to do this whole vine thing? No, I think you're right. I think climbing. Climbing was a mistake. I never liked climbing to begin with. Well, I mean, I'd be okay with climbing. I don't like climbing onto glass. Mm -hmm. Just, yep. yeah, the way this evening's going, can I just say, it makes it seem like there's some supernatural bad luck going on. So, I was not uh, expecting any of this, yeah. No, no, this was not a simple snag and grab or whatever you plebeians call it. I just, snag and grab, yep. <laughs> the old snag and grab, yep. Mm -hmm. So let's... uh. Let's go through the back door then. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Is it so you, uh, sneakily? Sneakily. You trudge around back to the back door then, and um, trudging for sure. The back door. Let's see. Um, so the back door, like I say, the, the good the good news is um, that the back door itself is um, it's. Whereas every other window has appeared to be frosted over, um, as you get closer to the um, to the back door, you actually feel like a little bit of almost like warm air coming from inside. Oh, so you're going to open oh. the open the back door. All right, put our hand on it. Let's do the eight point door check. How's the temperature when we put our hands right on the door? Um, like warm, not not so much unnaturally warm, like a like a heated house. Like a heated house. All right. Is there any keyhole, or can we look under the door slat? Um, there is a keyhole. Um, you look through. Um, there's. It's. There doesn't seem to be any lights on inside. Um, but as you get closer, you do get. You get a bit of a smell of like smoke or burning coming from inside. They're burning our stuff. We better get in there. Let's go. Charging formation. I get behind Teddy, and he charges through the door as I push. You gonna push push this door? Are you? Well, we're gonna charge in. I'm my hands are on Teddy's back, and we're doing the same thing we did with the ferryman, except this time it's a door instead of the ferryman. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. 
So the door is actually unlocked. So yeah, you, you, you fling the door open and um, a little bit of the kind of light from outside lets you see just enough inside that uh, it appears to be a kitchen. Um, there's like a stove, uh, some sort of work surfaces, um, but everything is everything has been burnt down and the room is pretty thick with like the smell of like, not so much live smoke, but just like the smell of like what's left over after it's been burnt um, the remnants of a fire yeah so um the there's some the there's so you're gonna go open the stove mm -hmm. um so you sort of um you open it up it's cold so it's, it's not it's not on um and inside um there is like a pile of like like burnt wood and like ashes you're gonna just like stick your hand in there yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'll sift through it a little bit teddy an idea but go on i'm gonna let you finish doing what you're doing with your examination but uh, I'm, give I'm me a d6 I'm putting some things together give me a d6 roll teddy two two interesting so mm -hmm. um as you're sort of rummaging around inside it um you it's so it's like a gas uh no not a, it's not a gas stove it's obviously a log stove because they wouldn't be burning things uh so it's like a it's like a log stove um and you sort of notice um the, there's a saucepan on top of the stove still um mm -hmm. you just sort of notice it going and moving towards the edge and then it falls and clatters on the ground daddy hey hey what happened to stealthy i mean i knew we blew it when we busted in here but it'll make matters worse and then the door the back door slams shut and it is now pitch dark inside here. Uh, I've got my little... You do have some... Yeah, and you do have electric lamps, I should say. Uh, you haven't needed oh. them to this point, but is one of you going to light up your lamp? Is there ash in here? Like like dust? Yeah, yeah. In the, in the Well, there's kind of a bit of ash everywhere in this room because it looks like a load of stuff's just been burnt. Okay. So I'm going to grab a handful of ash and say, Gork! light it up you want me to burn this place down is that what you're turn, saying turn on your light oh you want me to turn on my light yeah 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 okay i think i think this place burned down one time and the reason those people were so fugly is because they were in the fire but that's just my thought remember how the one guy died in the ashes, in the ashes. he wasn't really human yeah there's definitely a fire theme going on so if you want me to burn this place down, if we don't see anything valuable, you just say the word. But okay, I'll turn on the lamp. And I turn on the electric lamp. Yep. I want to throw a handful of dust in the room to see if it smacks like uh, any sort of invisible type things. Ah. So you sort of throw the dust around the room as the light comes on. And the lamp is kind of illuminating most of the room. And uh, the dust kind of falls and settles. And... Um, mm. Let's see. Um, cork. Uh, as the sort yeah. of dust settles, um, you feel something moving around your ankle. Hey. And you look down. There's something moving around my ankle. And there's a um, like a rusty chain that's kind of wrapping itself around your ankle in sort of slow, almost like stop motion very stuttery movement it's kind of wrapping itself around your ankle 
Well, I, I don't want that to happen, so I'm going to naturally. Hey. To try and shake, hey. try to shake it away. Hey. Yeah. Bad chain. Uh, so you, you sort of shake it away, um, and then you hear um, there's like there's like a, a, a there's oh I should have said the doors that were out of this room shouldn't I? Uh, there is just a single door that leads out of this room, and then there is also an open like pantry sort of area um, that's a separate door. Um, gotcha. You hear it's just like the pack and act kitchen from the Friday the Thirteenth movie and video game. Keep on going. Yeah. So you hear weird that I thought. That. <laughs> You hear a clattering coming from inside the pantry. You hear like, almost like a shelf has just been like ripped down. Is there a chair in here? Uh, there's some like smashed up bits of furniture. There's not really an intact chair, but there's like what looks like bits of a chair in among the piles of burnt things. Yeah. Let's uh, leave this room and go through the door. Yeah, there's nothing valuable in here except moving chains, which are probably valuable, but I'm not sure what the market is for it. So, so you head next towards, room. you head out uh, out of the door, and it leads into the um, a room that's actually lit. So the li the lights are on in this room. And oh, okay. oh, well, I'm well, going to save my electric lamp and yeah. turn it off then. You turn it off, um, and this is a uh, as far as you can tell, it appears to be a dining room. Uh, and there's a, uh, a big long table um, there is a fireplace along one of the walls and there is a roaring fire going in this room in the fireplace I should say um, so the fireplace is roaring away uh, the table is all set for dinner and um, there are sort of three like big like casserole dish sort of style things filled with uh, food in the center of the table and it's kind of bubbling away at this kind of stew in each of these uh, each of these dishes, and yeah, there's some some silverware, some cutlery, some uh, some plates. All does it smell good? Laid out. Uh, it smells. It smells good. It smells like a like a meat casserole or something like that. But um, in terms of exits, there are two other than the door you've just come through. Uh, there's like a door to the left and a door to the right. Um, yeah. And they're both Are there windows closed. to the outside? Uh, no, this appears to be like an internal room, if you like. Does the silverware look valuable? Um, potentially. So if you sort of pocketed the whole lot, um, it could be worth like about £500. Mm. Mm. There's got to be a more efficient value to weight ratio that we're seeking. Yeah, that, it'd be bulky, I think, if you're going to take this whole set of silverware. Because I see the yeah. mental calculations going on in your head right now. What is a silver worth? And I'm with you. It's probably not worth it. Although, I am curious as to what's under these casserole dishes. Shall I okay. take a look? Please do. I'm going to stand guard. I'm going to take lid off of one of the casserole dishes. As you sort of touch the lid, straight away, it's like burning hot. So you just sort of immediately, Ow. like, you reflex, uh, sort of instinctively <laughs> let go. Um <laughs> It is it is red hot, like it's just come out of the oven. Hot. I'm um, gonna knock the top of the casserole dish off with my ten foot wick pole. Yeah. So you sort of hook hook one of the the lids off this casserole dish, and there's some kind of like casserole or stew inside, but it's it's bubbling like you've left it on a high heat for too long. It's like viciously bubbling, and like bits of it are spitting over. 
um and it's just like there's like steam coming off it it's it looks like it's burning hot yeah it's like this house wants here. to burn down mm -hmm. tenny yeah yep too the hot to eat so hot it uh burned down the house mm-hmm classic time. story as old as time <laughs> cause let's of... go through the door on the right you're gonna go through there yeah so to the right um ah so this door to the right um takes you um into sort of a little a little corridor uh, and it sort of turns right on itself again and you can see it leads it sort of leads into a room that is just filled with plants like sort of overgrown plants stretching all all around this room like um house plants and you can see that this is presumably the conservatory that you could see from the outside because you've got a kind of glass ceiling and glass walls and the um the plants are sort of so overgrown they're kind of pressing against the um against the glass um and in the center of the room um in between all of the plants is bear with me uh is a polar bear stuffed um oh. so like a stuffed sort of dead full-size polar bear uh sort of surrounded by these plants uh and there is as far as you can tell um there's just um yeah there's just one other way out on the other side of all these sort of overgrown plants there's another sort of doorway how much do you think a stuffed polar bear is worth uh, we gotta think also how are we gonna transport the polar bear so yeah. i don't know to the right buyer it's probably like a thousand pounds but it's gonna require both of you to like it's, it's a huge even for a polar bear it's sort of mounted upright one one paw up it's doing doing like a raw I... tongue hanging out mm. I get what the homeowners were going for. It's pretty clever decor in the juxtaposition of the polar in with the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. Those two don't mix. So I get it. That's interesting. Anything of value in here? Does any of our botany skills detect an oh-so-rare plant that could sell for anything? So the plants themselves are just kind of in regular old pots, and they just look like normal house plants, but they look like they've just sort of been growing voraciously. Um I don't like yeah, that nothing. Word. Nothing that looks. Nothing that looks valuable. Hmm. Hmm. And I'm assuming the other door leads outside. No, no. The other door seems to lead into another room. Oh. Hmm. Well, do we go back into the dining room and go left instead of the right door? Yes. Yeah. Or do we go through these? Growing... I don't trust plants anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have. You'd have to kind of like go through them like not not quite with the machete but you'd have to like no sir now let's go back let's go back to the dining room mm -hmm. so you head on back to the dining room mm -hmm. and um mm -hmm. the, the, the always standing behind teddy the casserole that you've sort of opened up is still absolutely like bubbling away and like spitting and the fire is roaring um yeah you're gonna head out of the other the other door overcooked didn't it yeah, I'm getting ready to knock this thing over because I'm not seeing anything of value. All I see are pains in my ass, Teddy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if I can't have it, you know who can have it, Teddy? And if you can't have it, Teddy, you know who can have it? Nobody. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Nobody. So you're mm -hmm. picking up what I'm putting down. Loot and scoot. Yep. 
So the uh, the building, the, the next room that you go into, uh, you sort of open it and you're met with, especially in contrast to the, the very warm room that you're in, you're met with like a blast of cool air as you open the door. And um, this looks like it's it's a it's a room that stretches out like almost like as much a long corridor as a as a room and uh, the little section that you're in now um it's like i say there's there's, there's it, lo it looks like a, this whole section is like a library so there are like some bookshelves on the walls um nice tasteful low lighting and uh hmm. sort of you, you get the smell of kind of like leather book covers and old old dusty books um but in this particular section of the of the library, uh, there's sort of like a there's a, a long table alongside one of the bookshelves, and there are um, three. They look like big blocks of ice, about um, about the size of um, about the size of. Hmm, let me think how to describe this. It's because uh, Alan and Sean can't see my feed, so I'm doing a very helpful uh, guide to how big they are. Um, about the size of a, a basketball, maybe slightly longer than okay. a basketball. Um, and it looks like just chunks of ice. And each of them is kind of mounted on a stand on this table. And um, yeah, and so this, this sort of library stretches out to the left of you. Um, and there is a doorway off to the right that's closed off. So you can go sort of left to deeper into the library uh bookshelves or right through a door or you can look at these kind of chunks of ice that are mounted here yeah let's look at these ice chunks What's agreed yeah so you um you get close to them and you can hear sort of like <laughs> like almost like muffled screams like ice on metal oh wow yeah that, hey, that, I think that, there that might was be my people on these ice blocks Mm-hmm. Um, let's knock him on the floor with a stick. Yeah. Yeah, you're reading my mind, Teddy. Wh which yep. one? Let's do the middle... Hey, Teddy, let's make a game out of this. Okay. You pick one, I pick one. Simultaneous. Do right, it wrong, so do it strong. One, two, three. Left, middle, right. Uh, I don't care which one you pick, but I just right. want to make sure we simultaneously break these things. Oh, I see. All right. One, two, three, middle. Oh, right. Sure. <laughs> I just meant we want to... Yes, good. Oh, you want to do it at the same time. I see. Yes. that's. <laughs> I, I asked you two to come on this first actual play because I thought you'd be so well-coordinated. Uh... <laughs> so did I. So did I. <laughs> so did I. So, yeah, you uh, the middle one and the right one um, are kind of... Mm -hmm. You kind of drag them and sort of smash them onto the ground. Um, I'm poking it with my long um, stick hook. I mean, it kind of breaks quite easily as they hit, as they hit the floor. So there's what they, one of them breaks and there's like fragments of ice all over the place. And um, mm -hmm. inside, um, there's what looks like a head kind of rolls out from amongst the ice. And same on the other nice. one. And it's um, it's kind of a, it looks kind of like a like a bust, like a stone head um mm -hmm. but kind of more more fleshy but not quite there's no like sign of blood or anything uh and mm -hmm. it's um its eyes are just like pure white like a like a sort of statue's eyes um but they're both just screaming manically ah! and then they sort of realize where they are and um 
they also, they're, they're sort of facing each other so they kind of look at look at each other and um they both start to chant something uh, uh, gag them gonna gag them with some book pages uh, no grab no, a book, no, no pages no gagging that so you're, you're grabbing and gagging one of them yeah yeah um okay give me a dexterity save please I rolled an 18. So My dexterity is not an 18. Yeah. Um, Teddy, what were you doing? Were you, were you grabbing the other one or were you just in shock? Yeah, I'm going to knock the other one off too. I'll break the third one. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So as Cork, you, you try and sort of muzzle it, it kind of like starts biting your fingers and you kind of you kind of drop it to the ground and it kind of like rolls itself back towards the three. And... Um, as they sort of realize they're all free, you hear them say, yes, yes, yes. And they're sort of chanting something that you don't, you don't recognize. And you hear, um, you hear the sound of rushing water sort of around you. Mm, that's not good. Yeah. I want to kind of slap one on the face and be like, hey, hey, where, where are the valuables? Uh, you sort of slap I, it. I think they are the valuables, Teddy. I it's mean, not, talking it's heads, not responding to it. Um, you feel sort of like your feet slightly sinking in the ground, uh, like the, the ground's quite soft. No. Uh -oh. um, Is that all? Both of us? Yeah, both of you. Um, almost like it's like, um, like almost like you're walking on bog, but it's like it's carpet, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. And you sort of see sort of murky water kind of rising up through the carpet of the floor i want to climb on the table i've got a stick hook to help me yeah i'll get on the table with teddy you're both going to get on that table that was holding the uh the ice things um so that as as the sort of the water comes up and sort of partially submerges the heads uh you just hear them like yes 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 and the um they sort of they sort of drop under the water as it kind of rises up and uh, the water starts like whipping up a surf, almost like foaming, and this huge figure starts to rise out of the water. And it's it's, like um, it's sort of it's, it's sort of humanoid-ish, uh, and it sort of as it rises up, it's got these kind of like almost like an exoskeleton around it, uh, like a kind of chitinous body. Um, its head is uh, covered in um sort of long weeds and um you can't make out a face on it there's kind of this uh mossy patches all over its body and um it's holding in its arms a uh, a long uh a long sort of spear type thing uh but the end is sort of like uh, uh almost like a two-pronged trident sort of thing two-pronged trident uh uh thing um and it sort of immediately looks to let's see who does it like it likes the look of teddy and um you see it sort of trying to it sort of lifts its sort of two-pronged fork as if it's trying to like rest it on top of your head what do you do two-pronged fork you want to rest it on my head like, well it's, like it's, it's, it's kind of like a um it's kind of like a well you know what you you uh Alan, when when I was on your podcast, we were talking about warmer fantasy roleplay. Um, oh yeah. So if you're familiar with the man catcher, uh, mm. it's kind of like a, a a sort of 
What's the word I'm trying to say? Almost like a collar, like an open collar that could perhaps slip around your neck. Um, yeah, no, I don't want that. That's not good. So it's trying to sort of slip it over. You seem like head. a dog catcher and how they have those devices. It's like that yeah. meant for people. And much more like, sturdy yeah. and metal and spiky, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Teddy, it's trying to do that to you. What are you going to do about that? Uh, I'm going to jump off the table and swim into the water. I'm going to dive into the water stuff. Ah, and what, and try and just swim away? Mm -hmm. uh, which way, towards the door or deeper into the library? Definitely towards the door. Okay, um, we'll deal with that in a second. Cork, what are you going to do while this is happening? I'm going to take a swig of my oh-so-magical... Uh, draft. What is it called? The Your wish tonic. My wish tonic. Yeah. I'm going to take a... Pop that cork. Yeah. Take a glug. And it make my wish. What was your wish? I wish that all of this water hazard and uh, opponents right now aren't there. And I want to time it just enough so that when Sean takes a dive off the table, oh. he hits the floor. Yeah, that's what I was that's hoping for. What I, that's mm -hmm. what I'm really hoping for. Yep. So sure enough, you take a swig of this tonic and it's a very, it's a very bitter, bracing tonic. You sort of feel, mm. oof, you feel the hit straight away and you sort Whoa. of, you feel reality shifting around you as your sort of, your body shifts to accept this horrible drink. And uh, Teddy, you slam face first into the ground. Um, you did. You didn't wish for this horrible thing to be gone, did you? Yeah, I said it just for the room to be totally empty of everything. The did, water. Did the opponents. That, yeah, I'm not. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be a, a dick about the wish wording. I will. I will allow that. So yeah, the the the, the, the library is now as it was, and uh, I have rolled. So I know how long it's going to stay this way before the wish tonic wears off. So what are you going to do in the meantime? Let's uh, head out of here. Yeah, Teddy? Uh, do you want to go deeper into the library or back the way we came? Let's go deeper into the library. All right, let's roll. Um, meanwhile, the heads on the ground are just chanting, no, 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 no. Um, and you're as you sort of run towards, you did say to the door, didn't you? To whatever uh, no, is... Into the library. Oh, into mm -hmm. the library. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you sort of head into the library and... Uh, you sort of, uh, it's like I say, it's a, it's a long, long old corridor type room. Um, there's no doorways between the sections here. But the next section is just full of towering bookshelves. Um, as you sort of glance at the books as you go by, there's all sorts of weird esoteric subjects of books. Um, and you can see at the end of this kind of row of bookshelves, um, there's some of the bookshelves have been like tipped over into a kind of, um into a pile in the center of the the next sort of section and um they've actually been burnt uh it looks like they've sort of someone's tried to burn a giant pile of bookshelves here uh, but it's it, they don't look fully burnt there's just like sections of it that are burnt up are you gonna carry on running or are you gonna uh stop and investigate i want to take a quick leaf through what books were trying to be burned yeah so um um the, the the books themselves as you kind of reach in to take one um 
that they all just look it looks like an almost random selection there's like encyclopedias there's like atlases there's um some like fiction in there as well it doesn't seem to be a pattern but as you kind of dig through um you notice uh underneath the pile of books you see uh, a hand sticking out and as you sort of pull out another you can see it looks like there's at least two bodies underneath all of the uh underneath all of the books all right let's get one of these bodies out but if they're missing heads we'll, we'll go reattack uh cork your wish tonic is still is still good you can still feel it inside you but you can feel it starting to fade um so you're gonna like you, you know you pull out a few books and you, you pull out one of the bodies and um it's the body of a, a young man uh wearing sort of a relatively typical clothes um they don't look especially finely dressed uh maybe dressed like a servant of the house um and they're they're obviously dead um and you can see there's all down one one arm is like um the sleeve has been ripped off and there's sort of like bite marks all over the arm and Great. um one side of his sort of uh shirt is just like covered in blood uh which you would you would assume would be the cause of death this is fresh ish um not super fresh um maybe like 12 hours okay hmm. relatively fresh yeah but it's not like their death is the reason for this haunting stuff here um and just so you know okay. the wish tonic has now worn off um so you hear the sound of rushing water back in the direction that you fled from. And you hear the faint sound of the heads chanting, yes, yes, yes. Uh, should we run? Is there a window? What are our exit options here? Uh, the, there's no windows at the moment. Your only option is back the way you came or deeper into the library. In fact, you can see, sorry, the, the library does branch off in two directions um, ahead of you. Uh, one of them... Um, is it's just a passageway um that leads into presumably more of the library but you can just about make out in there um there is some sort of like it looks like a fish tank or something like some kind of glass water tank in there and uh the in the other direction there is actually a door um like quite a hefty wooden door blocking the other direction teddy the room with the door you're going to go for well, the door? I'm starting to be skeptical that there's anything valuable in here except that necklace. I'm ready to chalk it up as a loss and go with our plan. Should we initiate plan Zeta? Okay, yeah. How do you want to do that? All right. I'm going to take a second draft of my potion, please. Yeah. And I wish, uh, as I tell Teddy, get on my back. Get on my back, Teddy. Teddy, get on my back. Okay, it's on my back. I wish I was a dragon the size of a hundred meters tall. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. Teddy, you're going to get onto the back of uh, Cork. Mm -hmm. um, as you sort of feel his body start to swell. Ooh. Um, 
I said that I wouldn't be a dick about these wishes, but I am going to be a little bit of a dick about this because as you sort of feel his body rise up, uh, you sort of are pressed up against the ceiling and you will take six, oh, yeah. six points of damage for that. That's nice. fair. Mm -hmm. um, so how is that going to affect you, Teddy? Uh, so I'm going to go down to 10 strength and I think make a, yep. a save. 13 out of 10. So I fail. you sort of, in the, in the sort of the rush of like growing up, you sort of like smash Teddy into a bit of chimney or something as you kind of uh, as you kind of rip up through the house, um, and Teddy sort of falls into the the rubble, and you are indeed a gigantic dragon for a little while. Uh, and what is your plan? I'm gonna start uh, first. I'd like to see if I can get Teddy out of the rubble. But if that's not taking a lot of time, I also want to just start blowing fire as far as I can in this property. Yeah, so you can kind of scoop Teddy up um, in your claw and like mm -hmm. stick him on your back. He's probably like just conscious enough to like hold on. Um, Sweet. And yeah, you're going to start breathing fire, what, on just the whole property? Whole property. And if I have time to, based on how buzzed I feel, I definitely want to burn that lake house down too. So, um, yeah, you just sort of, you start breathing fire all over the property. Um, the house sort of blazes up. Um, go over to the lake house, fill it with fire. It sort of blasts to pieces. You see like a few like figures sort of writhing in the fire. Um, from within the rubble of the house, you can hear, no, 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 being shouted. Um, and then... Just as the tonic starts to wear off. You probably have time for one last thing if you wanted to do one last thing before it wears off. Oh, uh, man. One last thing. It's probably Land. get out of there and get to safety. Yeah. So right. I probably would just um, want to leap over the get gates. to safety. Yeah. Go to the gate. Go to the side of the gate. So you sort of vault over the gate, flapping your wings kind of awkwardly, just as you kind of shift back into your human form. And you sort of collapse into a pile on the ground with Teddy on top of you. Um, mm -hmm. And you stand in front of the smouldering ruins of your precious property. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe that is quite a perfect example of a typical Electric Bastion se session. Because <laughs> I think all you did was use up your resources and get nothing in return. Except the... Well, we oh, you got battle scars and a punctured lung. Mm-hmm. And we still have one wish. We can go with what Teddy's plan was at the very beginning. Save that one last wish in the back pocket to just see if we can get our debt forgiven in writing. <laughs> <laughs> it only lasts, only lasts as long as the bracing kick of the, the liqueur, the liquor. Right, but the contract that well, he signs while under the spell. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I will leave that as a, as a cliffhanger. And... Uh, here. That's you, our next mission. You Teddy. can decide your, your own fiction on. whether or not that works. Um, Head cannon. So yeah, well done. You, you destroyed the entire dungeon. Great. Thank you very <laughs> I much. I feel good about playing. it. I feel good. Yeah. They, we give it a try. We came in with good attitudes. <laughs> the, they the didn't abide. I'm going to sleep well tonight, Teddy. I'm going to sleep well tonight. I mean, when when I give you wishes as a starting piece of equipment, I should really. Uh, I should really be prepared for this kind of thing happening. 
Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. It's like the best starting item you could have in a fantasy game. Yeah. Pr pretty much, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, we can call that a night there. Um, I loved it. Thanks for playing. Thank guys. you so much, Chris. I'm not sure when. So much fun, Chris. Yeah, I, I I had fun there. Um, it was. Uh, I, I don't want to like give too much away about what was what was in this place, but uh, you definitely took an interesting route. Um, yeah. <laughs> both in and out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, hopefully that at least for the people watching gives you an idea of the sort of thing you can do with Electric Bastion Land. Um, so yeah, thanks for playing, guys. Well, loved thanks it. for having us. A lot of fun. I really loved it. Yeah. Love the threads of thought that were happening. <laughs> Why is one room cold? What the heck's going on with the stew? The monsters were spooky. Like and not like you're so used to D and D monsters, right? And and just them being this kind of like Dickensian, like everybody's got this Jacob Marley or faded Southern Gothic thing going on. It was great. I loved it. That accent was purely on your request to have an American accent in there. It worked perfectly. <laughs> um, yeah, probably better than my English. So yeah, I actually wrote this stuff. one. Um, I wrote this dungeon ages ago for. Uh, I was meant to run it on Halloween for some people um so yeah. it's my attempt at a kind of a haunted house and what i wanted to show was uh there's a lot of whenever i see actual play podcast uh, actual play videos it, there's a lot of sort of ultra slick professional stuff which obviously this is not but also just that with electric bastion land if you want to do something that isn't because there's there's not really many mentions of like ghosts and stuff in in the book but if, if you want to do it you can do it it's it's left very open for you to sort of put these things in and um and yeah you, you don't need to it's have very bastion lady haunted houses like particularly just like old properties that were wealthy and now are nothing and like yeah yeah like, that seems crazy like bastion lady. still fits and yeah and you, you know and also just to show people that i hear a lot of people asking about playing online and it's like oh you need to have like roll 20 integration and stuff but no you know if you've got some dice and some paper and you can do a call you can you can play online so particularly bastion land. like this is my character sheet yeah, right? yeah i've got like me marking off the hit points there and my strength and then i have like a tiny little map where we were like you do not need a lot i think bastion land works online better than a lot of games because there's so little to keep track of yeah and i was oh, just i was just making easy. it up really for, in terms of the rules <laughs> yeah um yeah. <laughs> so yeah i think uh i think we will leave it there i'm going to uh i'm going to end the stream shortly but uh just before i do uh i'm just i, I can't not call you teddy and cork now I've, I've i've forgotten how to call you by your real names uh, so sean and alan just did yeah. you have anything that you wanted to plug or advertise shamelessly before uh before we finish gradient descent is still up for pre-order at mothershiprpg.com oh. um we're working on a charity uh book right now called uh dissident whispers which is a bunch of dungeons uh chris you're working on it too right yeah um, yeah mothership bastion land dnd troika Morkborg, a lot of great creators are working on it um it's a collaborative group effort to help with uh, black lives matter um and that should be coming out pretty soon maybe probably only a few days after this um video goes up maybe about a week from now um this was live obviously but whenever you're people in the future are yeah. Awesome. What do you think? Yeah, nailed it. 
don't forget we've got a mothership discord as well you can check out that and follow us on kickstarter or you can go to our website tuesdaynightgames.com and that is a hub where you can find everything that we're doing awesome yeah well yeah i, I don't have a better sign off so we're gonna end it there and i'm gonna say thank you very much and goodbye <laughs>